This is Red House Rising, Season 1, Episode 1, Not a Day Too Soon. On December 7, 1941, Japan surprised the world when it viciously attacked the United States at Pearl Harbor. But the Japanese war machine had already murdered or enslaved millions in Korea and China, including countless young women forced into sexual slavery at so-called comfort stations run by the military. Japan's fascist government had also seized and weaponized hundreds of Pacific islands. But that summer of 1941, as they prepared for their attack on Hawaii, the Imperial Japanese Navy's most important base in the Pacific was at Truk Lagoon in the Carolines. Truk's immense natural harbor made it as vital to the Empire of Japan as Pearl Harbor was to the United States. tower two men, Taka, the tower operator, and Ensign Fukuda of the Tokatai, Japanese Navy secret police, Gestapo of the Pacific. Twin Beach 18. Twin Beach 18. This is Moen Tower. Do you copy? Over. Twin Beach 18. Twin Beach 18. Joe, Walt, can you hear me? Over. Maybe no more Twin Beach 18. <laughs> Joe McMenemy flies a twin engine float plane through stormy skies. Her uncle, Walt McMenemy, sits co pilot. Three terrified young women sit in back, guarded by Tokatai soldiers. Twin Beach 18 to Moen Tower. Copy that. We got you, Taka. Over. I copy you, Twin Beach 18. Good to hear you, Walt. What's taking so long? Joe said you'd be back by now. Over. We're on final, Taka. We see you, Taka. We'll be down soon. We were delayed uh, due to some unexpected cargo. A Tokatai officer with a deeply scarred face comes forward. Enough talk. When do we land? Go to You better buckle up before you hurt yourself. Careful, Joe. He's not fooling around. Neither am I. Hold on to something! Joe lands the float plane in rough seas and taxis into a mooring at the Moen Island seaplane dock. Walt climbs out and gets the plane tied down. Let's go! Quickly! The Tokatai soldiers hustle the three women out the cargo door and into a truck parked at the dock. Joe brushes past the scar-faced officer. Joe, don't! She heads for a large hangar next to the tower. Once inside, she realizes the officer is following her. She grabs a wrench from a toolbox, turns and throws it at the officer. The officer pulls out a knife. Joe picks up a metal pipe. Are you following me, Kancho, you tokatayaro? <laughs> a Japanese patrol car pulls into the hangar, and Commander Hitori of the Tokatai gets out, accompanied by Prince Nick Nikura. What have you done with those women? Why? Would you like to join them? 
Unfortunately, the commander deceived me about the purpose of this flight. There was no deception. The request for your services came from the highest level. As you well know, Prince Nikura. Joel, please believe me. I would never have sent you, or any other pilot, had I known what the important cargo actually was. Tell me, Lieutenant Kanjo, was they as beautiful as Admiral Sakai claims? One in particular is supposed to be the most beautiful concubine in China. Disgusted, Joe storms out of the hangar. Joe! Why do you allow this woman to treat you so disrespectfully? Working with these Gaiko has made you soft. You forget yourself, Hattori. How I choose to use my assets is my responsibility. That may be, my prince. But one day soon, America will feel our boot heroes on their throats. And then, what will you do with your lovely asset, I wonder? Joe joins Walt on the seaplane dock. Hey, you all right there, Joe? I need to know where they took those women. And then what? Joe, we've got to face it. It's time we leave Truk. It's not safe for us here anymore, even with Nick looking out for us. Maybe back a few years, the Japanese were happy to let us take care of their missions, but, but not now. Look, I understand. I'm fine. Listen, Uncle Walt, you can leave and I'll follow you, but I've got something I've got to fix. I'm not going anywhere without you, so don't talk like that. Joe, I wish we could do something about those women, but the Japanese have got them now, and that's that. A siren sends a squad of Tokatai running as a single-engine plane attempts to land. Who else is up in this? I know that plane. It's a Gullwing. Where do I... Stinson Gullwing. The plane lands and is immediately surrounded by the Tokatai. Commander Hattori and Nick Makura drive up and join them. A young couple disembarks. They're immediately restrained by the soldiers. Uh, hey! Hey, take it easy there! <gasps> Whoa, now, partner. Inuo Toritomero. You heard him. Let her go. Hattori, kori wa shiri aida. Wakatta. Yatsura o tsurete koi. Hey, Nick. It's Mike. Mike Mercer. Hey, sorry to get you out in this weather, but we had to put down anywhere we could. Hello, Mike. This is a surprise. Yeah, a big surprise. Uh, excuse me, this is my wife, Alice. Alice, this is Nick Nakura. It's nice to meet you, Nick. Hello, Alice. I've told you about Nick. He owns All Asia Transport. Joe and Walt walk up. So, there is a Mrs. Mercer. Clever girl. Joe. Enough of this nonsense. What are you doing on Japanese soil? You heard them, Commander. The weather forced them down. We shall see. Take them to the field station. Let me take the responsibility for them. This is not your domain. The Tokatai shove Mike and Alice into a car and drive off. I'm so sorry, Joe. But I should see what I can do for Mike and his wife. Nick hurries away. I don't know what to say, Joe. The man's a no good. Ask Taka where they took those girls. Joe, you've got to let Please, just do this for me. Okay, Joe. Okay. Walt heads for the control tower. Joe stands alone in the rain, her eyes brimmed with tears. 
One year earlier, summer 1940, Honolulu, Hawaii, an expensive-looking convertible pulls onto the apron at Rogers Field. Nick's behind the wheel, Walt's beside him, and Joe stands up in the back seat as a plane sails overhead and lands. Stinson going. They cross to a hangar labeled Gerber Aviation. Inside, an old biplane has a for sale sign on it. Well, that's not it. Are you sure? It's over there. They've got the floats on it. As they cross the tarmac, Joe notices that the Stinson Gullwing has taxied over and shut down. A man and woman climb out. Hey, there you are. What do you think? Isn't she beautiful? Prettiest thing on Oahu. Present company accepted, of course. George Gerber stands in the cargo doorway of a brand new Beechcraft Model 18. He waves them inside. Come on, let me show you around. So, you got your two Pratt and Whitney Wasp Juniors putting out 450 horses each. Props are Hamilton Standard, controllable pitch. You got the long distance fuel tanks, and they'll take you 1,200 miles, depending on how you fly her. Holy mackerel, Joe. This thing sure beats our old Sikorsky. Joe is sitting in the pilot's seat when the young man who was flying the gullwing walks up. Permission to come aboard. Excuse me? Permission to come aboard, Miss... McMenemy. Joe McMenemy. I like your twin beach, Miss McMenemy. I like your red stinson. That was a spectacular landing. George jumps onto the dock. Here he is. Mike, you're right on time. Hey, George. Looks like you already met your student, Mike. Joe, this is Mike Mercer. Hello, Joe. Joe, I know you can fly this thing blindfolded, but Mike's gonna get y'all checked out on her finer features. All right, permission to come aboard. George and Nick watch from the dock as Joe taxis the Twin Beach out of the seaplane channel. Mike sits beside her, Walt sits in back. Mike was a Navy pilot until a couple of months ago. Apparently he's a hotshot, decorated, all that. Not sure why he gave it up, but now he's flying for Amcorp over there. Huh, they must pay plenty. What kind of aviation do they manufacture? It's funny, but I don't think they manufacture anything. At least not here in Honolulu. Twin Beach 18, you are clear for takeoff. Just one thing first. Do you like to dance? Do I like to dance? Yeah, are you pretty good? Because I've, I've got to warn you, George is a nice guy, but he isn't much of a dancer. In fact, he crippled one woman that I know of. So if you feel like dancing tonight, well, really, I'm your man. Okay, good to know. I've even had lessons. George and a young island woman spin past Joe and Mike on the dance floor of the Kamehameha Club. Walt and Nick sit at a nearby table. <laughs> so George isn't much of a dancer, huh? Nick, I hope you know how much we appreciate your help with the new plane. It's gonna make it so much easier to take care of the missions. Joe's excited about it and excited to be flying for you. You're most welcome, Walt. I'm just happy to see Joe having a good time. She works too hard. She really does, Nick. But that's Joe. You won't change her. No, and I would never want to. I very much like Joe just the way she is. Mm. <laughs> Poor kid. 
I told you George was dangerous. Mike and Joe drive south from Waikiki past Diamond Head. Where are we going, Mr. Mercer? Tonight or for the rest of our lives? Tonight, of course. Mike leads Joe out to a rocky point where the surf pounds the shore. Okay, watch this. Say, uh, what was that guff about the rest of our lives? Something on your mind, Flyboy? I'll let you know in a minute. You gotta watch. All at once, a wave sends water shooting up out of a blowhole. Not bad, huh? Mike holds Joe, and they kiss. No, not bad. Not bad. Mike flies Joe's new float plane with Joe sitting co-pilot. Tell me the truth. You have no idea where we are. Here we go. Best secret cove in Hawaii. Joe and Mike walk along a pristine white sand beach at sunset. It's perfect. Come here, beautiful. Let me ask you something. Do we have any food? <sighs> Sorry, Joe. No dinner so far. She can't still be down there. Joe? Joe! Joe! <laughs> Two lobsters to go. Were you down there the whole time? Some lungs you've got. Mr. Mercer, I require a fire. George says you fly for Catholic missions out of Truk, currently occupied by the Japanese Navy. What's a nice girl like you doing in a place like that? Well, I wasn't born there, but I grew up on Truk. I lost my folks when I was little, and my aunt and my uncle took me in. The thing is, before Truk was Japanese, it was German. Before that, it was Spanish. My Aunt Mary used to say, it doesn't matter who owns the islands, none of them worry about the poor. And so, you worry about them? Well, we supply the people who worry about them. They're the real saints. And flying for Nick's company now means a better plane, so we can do more. Okay, your turn. Where did you come from? Not a day too soon. <laughs> Well, nothing as exotic as Truk. Blue Earth, Minnesota, actually. My folks have got a farm there. A farm boy, huh? What was that like? Popular with the farmer's daughters, were you? <laughs> you know, on Truk it was simple. A boy gave you the biggest pearl he could find, and you stayed with him until a boy came along with a bigger pearl. <laughs> Well, I'd probably drown trying to find a big enough pearl to show you how I feel, Joe. But if you give me a little time, I'm more of a diamonds kind of guy. <laughs> you are doing it again. You're almost asking me to marry you. Joe. I bet there's a long line of women somewhere who thought they were going to be Mrs. Mike Mercer. <laughs> it's okay, Mike. Your skills are impressive. Stop it. 
There's no line of women. There's no Mrs. Mercer except my mother. Joe, I don't know about anything else right now. My life is pretty crazy. Hell, the whole world's gone nuts. But I know one thing. I love you, Joe. And I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Well, Mr. Mercer, don't let me stop you. Joe and Walt pull up to the Kamehameha Club in Nick's convertible. Are you sure you will be all right without an escort, Joe? Joe leans in and kisses Nick on the cheek. You have been a saint on this trip, Nick. We'll never be able to repay you for everything you've done. Humbly, you are welcome, Joe. But this is a business arrangement, and I am more than repaid knowing you are going to be flying now for me for all Asia. Walt walks with Joe to the club entrance. Joe, I can tell you really like this guy, Mike, but what do you know about him? I think I know what's in his heart. Uh, just like your Aunt Mary. And she'd be so proud of how you've carried on her work. I miss her too, Uncle Walt. Inside the club, Joe sits at the bar watching the crowd. You're late for the rest of your life, Mr. Mercer. Three sailors sidle up to her. Hey, darling. Joe stands and politely pushes past the sailors. No, no, don't go. She's scanning the crowd, looking for Mike, when a young woman bumps her from behind. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's my fault entirely. Uh-oh, here comes trouble. What? Why don't we just step outside? Thanks for bailing me out back there. Sailors, the only thing worse is flyers. Take it from me. You know, I thought I recognized you. I saw you at Rogers Field the other day talking with Mike Mercer. You did? Oh, you must be Joe. That's your Beach Model 18, isn't it? I'm Alice. Do you work with Mike? I did, but he left for Burma today. He... <laughs> He left for Burma. One of our customers hired him away. We were sorry to lose him. I don't understand. Mike is a very talented flyer, and there's always a better job. Charming man. Oh, uh, please. Uh, excuse me. Joe stumbles off into the darkness. Alice watches her go, then turns back toward the club where a car stands idling. She nods to the driver. It's Mike. He covers his face and lowers his head until it's against the steering wheel. Back at Moen Island Airfield, Joe wipes her tears and watches as the Tokatai haul away Mike's plane. There goes your gull wing hotshot. Joe sits in the kitchen of the house she shares with her Uncle Walt, a half-finished bottle of scotch and a shot glass on the table in front of her. Hey, what are you doing, Joe? You don't drink whiskey. I'm planning to start. I figure it's a good time. Help yourself. Ah, Joe. What'd you find out from Taka? Joe, I know you're upset about those girls and then seeing Mike again. <gasps> 
Jumping Jesus, Joe. They took those girls straight to Tonawas Island. Taka said some admiral is coming with a big task force. The storm slowed them down, but they're coming. And Taka said those poor girls belong to the admiral and that there's nothing you or anybody else could do to change that. I'm as disgusted as you are, darling. I just wish I'd made you leave these cursed islands sooner. They took the gull wing. The Japanese towed the gull wing away. They hauled away his plane? Well, we can't worry about him. He didn't worry about you. No, he didn't. Joe, this is not you. The Joe I know is smart. She can smell trouble. She can see the truth when it's staring her right in the face. Yeah. Yep, I'm a real genius, Uncle Walt. Haven't you been paying attention? Red House Rising was produced, written, and directed by Chris Cote and Dale Carey. Episode 2 is next. <laughs>